want to tell you about Hot Tub Factory Outlet. Come, come join Unrivaled this Thursday from 3 to 6 at the Hot Tub Factory Outlet in Draper next to Cowabunga Bay. That's 12101 Factory Outlet Drive. Well, this is what I do, man. I love to ramble on! Don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I do it every day for four hours. What do I do? I ramble on! I should have just played a silent film. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Chaplin, Chaplin, Chaplin style, Chaplin. yeah, okay. <laughs> that would that would shut him up. Ram it on. Hasn't played my favorite Led Zeppelin tune yet. Stairway to Heaven. No, I got two more chances here, so you better let me know which one. Don't say it. Let's just see if you play it, and then he'll disclose. That will keep. That's good radio, because then you can say, "Oh, that wasn't it. It was this." The finest piece of individual music I've ever witnessed in my life. I wasn't there, but I've seen, you, can, you can YouTube it. Kennedy Center. They're honoring Led Zeppelin. Heart comes out. They play Stairway to Heaven. Bonham's son's playing drums. Actually chokes up during the tune. They've got a full orchestra and a full choir. Google it. I promise you, even if you don't like the tune... You will love this. You will love the presentation of that tune, unlike anything I've ever heard. Absolutely off the charts. Google it. It's the Kennedy Center. Heart singing Stairway to Heaven with full orchestra and a full choir. I would say close second would be God Be With You Till Me Meet Again by the Tabernacle Choir at the end of conference. But close second. Very emotional. Which one? Stairway to Heaven? I'd be with you till we meet again. Sorry. Shouldn't they play that at every funeral? Yeah. They should. Yeah. Like the national anthem is how a funeral should end. Yeah. I I know uh, in my family, when I'd be with the big Italian side. In New Jersey. Yeah, in New Jersey. They would sing, God be with you till we eat again. Which was about 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, just right around the corner. Go to the bathroom, come back. <laughs> hey, can I get a cannoli? <laughs> Leave the gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> it's a famous line from The Godfather, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. It came out in 1972. They're having remixes and all that stuff. Uh, I've only seen it like 500 times. I told my wife, we got to go. She said, oh, goody. Not into it. Uh, not as much as I am. So I took my wife to the departed, <clears throat> made that mistake, and uh, after about the 75th <laughs> curse word in the opening credits, she's like, um, do you think maybe we should go? I said, you can go. I'll come pick me up. Uh, yeah, sometimes, like, uh, oh, I took my wife. This, we, were in, we were in Vegas. She wanted to go to a, a, a performance. We went to see Jersey Boys. Now, bless her heart. She did not realize Jer- Jersey Boys was about Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Now, all of those guys are from North Jersey. I mean, they are right from where I'm from. We're breathing the same air and drinking the same water. And in my household, they were big. I mean, they're all Pisons from North Jersey. Well, you go to that, you just get Im- immune to the F-bombs. I mean, they just flow one right after another. It's like working for Rick. <laughs> Comma. The joining phrase. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it works for everything. Yeah. And when I grew up, it was nothing. I heard a slew of F-bombs by uh, my mother. All the females. It just So I became immune to it, too. It's like I, I just listen right through it. And then I move out to Utah, and the only people I hear say it are Ute fans. I know. They're so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get me started. <laughs> That's one of the great shticks you've done through the years is the way you gravitate from one to the other. That is so good. Well, it's my observations of the local I'm, community. I have dual citizenship. I'm one of those guys that, you know, I carry both cards and use them when needed. Well, the more radio you do, you'll get... You're a Ute homer, you're a Cougar Oh, of course. Homer. I mean, you, I, I, to this day, 20 years into it, I still get it. Guy just tweeted at me yesterday about something, about that, how much I love BYU. But they used to, they used terrible language. Let's oh. be honest. Embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, I would never take my kid up there. <laughs> no. Stuff that goes on in the north no. end zone. No. And yeah, the, the southeast end zone is even worse now. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's 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 unbelievable. Yeah, no, I, all my season tickets that I buy are BYU. I have tickets to the bowling league down there at the Wilk. <laughs> Great! I did not know they had that. What well, is, yeah, it's what's a, the Wilk? Wilkinson Center. The Wilkinson Student Center. It's like a student union. Oh, and yeah. who's who, who's Wilkinson? Ernest. Ernest. He was the president. Ernest T. Point. Wilkinson. L. He's the one that implemented the honor code. Oh, it's. But they really, they really don't have a bowling league. I just thought I'd just play along and say that I have Ernest L. Wilkinson. Correct. They do have a bowling league. I have bowled in that league. Well, but it's not in made terms for of spectator. spectators. Yeah. I bowled when I went to Northern Arizona. I had to bowl the intramural championship. True story, man. Chomp. These guys signed me up, and I hardly went. They said, we just need you in the playoff. This is gospel truth. So comes down to me, and I got to get seven pins. He does it. If I get seven pins, we win a championship. So I stand up there, get my stance, I turn around. The two guys that I'm with, they're hardcore bowlers, right? And I turn around. They're basically on their knees Praying, they can't watch because they want to win the championship. So and bad. they've seen you bowl. Well, I told so. I so I got two frames here. I, all I got to do is pick up seven. Yeah, I said I could granny style it right down the middle. No sweat, relax, guys. I got this. We're going to be breaking out the Martinellis, celebrating a dorm intramural bowling championship. I got seven. They picked me up, carried me out of the student union. PK, PK. And then the crowd in the student union started to chant. And the next thing you know, I mean, we were right there. People were just poising me up. I think he's using that scene from Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's he's confusing Rudy with his past life. You it know. happens. Hey, you embellish. Okay, bit. I made it embellish the end. But the the other part, I needed PK, to get seven. PK, I, needed, PK. I needed to get seven and I got it. And we won the intramural. Uh, at Northern Arizona, yeah, there you go, at the uh, at the bowling center. I don't even remember where it was, but it must have been somewhere on campus. So I told you why I thought that the Jazz would be better, because I think Mitchell needs to take over this team. And when he gets to be 27, 28, it'll be squarely his team. I would like to see him do it now. 
because he's basically already doing it. They run him out almost every game, post game. And I love the fact that he acknowledges that he's the one who is going to be requested. Win or lose. Anybody can come out when you win. That's no problem. But come out when you, when you lose too and be accountable. And hold your teammates accountable. Hold yourself accountable. Hold your coaching staff accountable. Hold your teammates accountable. I think those are all ingredients into going all the way. And I think one of the things that, you know, Quinn talked about it in one of the sounders we played today, and I've heard it in the post games. Um, but he, he really is asking for more consistency from everybody, you know, more, more focus. I think that last game in particular in Phoenix with without a slew of guys, you know, their main guys. And he was really impressed with the way that the players that were remaining went out there and competed. You know, and I th- so I think it lit a fire under Quinn a little bit, like, you know, that, that word of accountability, because we hear all the time, we know what we need to do, we just need to do it. Um, but it, it, the season's getting a little bit late, and, you know, th- as the Jazz now start to hopefully get healthy and get through the COVID issues, um, you know, now's the time to really kind of hit that stride and start playing better basketball. But consistency is the key. And you use the, the perfect word for consistency in order to measure that. You've got to have accountability. I think Donovan Mitchell's finest moment in a jazz uniform, as Carl Malone would say, jazz uniform, was after they blew the 3-1 lead to Denver two years ago in the bubble. What did he say? You remember? Because I do. I'm sure you do. I don't. I know uh, the Snig Dog would. He said, we are done losing in the first round. And he said it emphatically. Last year was a disappointment in the playoffs. But they won in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. He put himself and everybody else on notice. We are done doing this. Now, that 3-1, losing a 3-1 lead sucks. But you had Conley missing a game for the pregnancy. You had Bogdanovich out the whole time. He had what? Uh, finger injury? Wrist injury? What was it? It was wrist. Surgery. His wrist. Yeah, right. And he, so he's a premier player for you, and he's out. So you had an excuse, but you didn't use it. You said, we are done losing in the first round. You make a great point. Two years ago was Bojan. Last year was Mike. I mean, the team has to be healthy. This team has to be complete and healthy in order to do what they need to do. And, and that's the biggest issue the last 10, 11 games. I mean, four of those games, five of those games without Rudy Gobert, um, you know, a handful of games without Donovan, and then just start kind of going down the list. It's just it's, you're not, you're not going to be consistent when you don't have your club. Sure, but there's been so many losses that I can't remember who's been in and who's been out. And we're getting to the point now with these protocols and everything that I, I'm, I'm sort of torn because – I want to say, all right, forget this regular season. Because guys are coming in and out of the lineups, not just here, but throughout the league. Who's available, who isn't available? I mean, you just don't know. You need, a, you need a roster every day to see. And then, you know, well, maybe even like 50 two guys hours with before, their 10 days. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So I'm, I'm almost to the point of just forget it. Forget this regular season. Get me to the playoff. But at the same time, I don't see how they're going to have success if they're sitting there at the sixth seed. Well, it's all about matchups at that time, at that point. And, and, I mean, they played Phoenix, who's the best team in the NBA right now. They played them 
uh, and made them. They made Chris Paul have to go forty minutes. Forty minutes, and they pushed that team to the brink. So you've got to think if everybody's healthy and everybody's on the same page. Again, this is the same team that won eight in a row. So it, it's a team. You know, it's to me it, that it, that is the biggest thing. Yeah, but I. <laughs> No, I you're, if you're sitting there at the sixth seed, I just don't know how you get, get all about matchups. Okay. You just have to win the same number of games. I understand that, but wow. I just think that because success for this team is no longer defined by getting out of the first round. No, they're not going to lose in the first round. The owner's round. not going to pay $30 million in luxury. To get out, just to get out of the first round. So, but I also don't believe that it all has to happen. I mean, it's got to happen soon, but I don't think it has to happen this year. Yeah, but how long are we going to keep saying that? Until it happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, because the bottom line is they're not a disappointment. I mean, they play a great brand of basketball. I thought the Clipper loss was a disappointment. I think most fans felt you were up 2 nothing. Kawhi Leonard's out and you can't close him out you will, you will let them win 4 straight I think that was a disappointment overall they're not a disappointment they're not Sacramento and some of these garbage teams or Charlotte they just don't ever seem to do anything uh Washington, it's been a good long while, and, and they blow a thirty-five point lead. Was it last night? Come on, I mean, there's, they're not that level. I get that, but I think in the moment, watching Terrence Mann of all people, well, they're going to the dis- great author Terrence Mann hit all those threes. That was disappointing. He was the man. Nice, with two ends. I would have liked to have a D in there too. Uh-huh. Manda. D up. Yeah. I know. I got you. Uh, and basically, it bothered me. almost like, well, there was nothing we could do. Uh, that bothered me. I, I was disappointed. Maybe I'm the Lone Ranger, but I was disappointed in that loss. So in the moment, it's been a successful franchise. They provided plenty of great winter nights of entertainment. I get it. I'm right there with you. But, but I believe that the, the, through that, they, they kind of went, and because of that lesson, I guess, they juggled the roster up a little bit, right? They didn't just roll it back completely. No, I think that happens in every every year, though. I don't think you bring back the same 12 But guys. I think they addressed that very thing that, that got them. Like, they, they will be able to counter a small lineup this year. I'm optimistic. You know, you see good yeah. things from Gay and Pascal. Fine. You know, playing yeah. that hybrid nope. five. No question. So I think they're a better team than they were last year, even though the record won't show it. I think they're a better team. They're a more complete team with the with the yeah. ability to do what they want to do. They're more suited to have playoff success, and ultimately, that is that's the grade. It's stupid to be giving them grades now. It's stupid to be giving them grades at the end of the regular season. The grade is going to be what it is on the postseason. I just look and think, man, if they're down there at the sixth seed. In my mind, maybe I'm off base, but in my mind, it becomes harder to achieve your goals. And for me, if they got to the Western Conference Final, and even if they lost, I'd have a hard time saying, well, that wasn't a successful season, that they didn't make progress. But I don't know 
that I can say, okay, they can run it back again next year. Because you're going to start getting Conley. Age, and, age, yeah, age. Yeah. And Rudy Gay and Joe, if he's, if he's here, he's a free agent. I don't know what's going to happen. I hope they keep him, but I, I don't know. Joe's your guy. Yeah. I mean, I don't have personal relationships with any of these guys. I'm not. That's not anything I'm interested in. But the two guys that I've had to an extent were Joe and Hornacek. You know, Hornacek. Yeah, yeah, you'd always say that. <laughs> yeah. So I, for just for selfish reasons, I'd like you, them to keep Joe. You want to come off that down screen and give me a horny curl? That's what he would say. He'd call it the horny curl. Very well. Uh, and I want multi-dimensional players who can do a lot of different things. If you can find me the next Tony Kukoc, I would be ecstatic. Go. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, vis-a-vis Kukoc. You see his vis-a-vis. You remember that? You know, vis-a-vis. <laughs> so, I, the, the the one thing I w- the, the Jazz have they do have on the offensive side they do have an embarrassment of riches right their ability to when they're really going they space teams out Rudy's got you know Rudy's such a problem rolling to the rim running to the rim in transition um, freeing guys up for screens and then you've got all these guys you know mentioned Joe coming off the bench Clarkson coming off the bench um, both guys capable of of putting the ball on the floor and getting a shot or turning. You know, turn it to somebody else. Um, you see that more from Joe than Jordan. <laughs> um, yes. But, Mo, but you think about the way this team plays, and, and this, I, I think that the roster, I think it's a perfect fit. Um, it is now just dialing it up and detailing down on the things that, you know, again, consistency is the word that Quinn uses a lot. And that focus, determination, consistency piece is the piece that we. Uh-huh. Kind of waiting to see this team, yeah, completely evolve into, and we've seen in glimpses of it, and it's been beautiful. So I think if you've seen it, you can see it again, um, and I do believe that the losses we've experienced the last two weeks have way more to do with who hasn't played than who has, and that's just that's that's me watching it every night and as honest an assessment as I can give. So you feel very confident that if all together. This team has a, a a good shot to do what? I think they can do better than they did last. I think they can get through two rounds this year. So and you, then you then you just flip a coin and see who you're playing at that point. Yeah, but I think they're capable of doing it. Will they do okay. it? I don't. I mean, I'm not a soothsayer. Well, the way that looks now is you've got to you've got to beat Phoenix or Golden State in the second round, right? And so if you can do that then you can get to the final. And I've seen him play both. And obviously Golden State added a really important piece recently in Clay. But they've kind of been, you know, since he's been back, they're kind of shuffling a little bit. Um, they've, they've lost quite a few games. So I, th- I think, you know, again, the season itself, this particular season with all of the injuries, all of the COVID, you know, all the replacement players, everything. I mean, we're not getting a true snapshot really of the power of this league. And as that, I, I think over that's the next, to my part to basically blow off the regular season. And, and over saying. the next, you know, whatever, thirty days, I think this is the time where they've got to position themselves. And you talk about six seed, whatever the seed is, but position yourself to be playing your best. Period. And that's all you can do. You can't control all the other stuff. 
They just need to figure out a way to play their best. Well, I will say, if you think they can get to the conference final, then I think they can get to the NBA final. I think they can. I mean, I, I, they can't play in the way they've played over the last two weeks. We understand but, that. Right. But they can. This team can. Um, things, you know, and I don't think things have to be that crazy. You know, I mean, you, you throw Donovan back in there doing Donovan things in the fourth quarter. You know, some of these games came down. If they had a guy that could get a couple of buckets in the fourth, they would have won the game. So you're saying, see Podemos. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. All right. We'll get you caught up in multiple languages on what you may have missed. Stay with us. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. Beautiful morning. I could see across our gorgeous valley this morning when I got up. The sun was shining. The snow was providing a beautiful white and golden sheen over our uh, beautiful state. Did you get some snow? I did. I got a little bit. I also take any excuse to start my snowblower before 7 a.m. just to be that kind of neighbor. I couldn't help this morning but look around at the uh, dark lights (laughs) in all my neighbor's windows and think like, good morning. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone, powered by kslsports.com. Uh, this is the uh, Washington Kennedy Center. Yeah, we don't have time to listen to all of it. it just, let, just let it play behind us. The ending is really, really awesome. Yeah. It's teasing it. There's a this, this is really good. And as it goes to the end, because it's just acoustic right now, and then as the song progresses, you know, because it starts out slow and it gets it fast, when they get that little transition, that's when they bring in the orchestra. They bring in the choir. It really is incredible. I'm sorry. <laughs> if there's a buff, if there's a bustle in your head to grow, don't be alarmed now. That's where that's where it keys up. There you go. The 9 a.m. Slacker Radio headlines are brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Lee's Heating and Air. Home to the award-winning line of American Standard Furnaces and Air Conditioners. Call Lee's now and get their $59 furnace tune-up. Or you can visit them online at leesheatac.com. Leesheatac.com. Still not my favorite Led Zeppelin tune, but this one is, uh, I'm telling you, Google it. We, We have to talk. I wouldn't mind just sitting here, but that's not what I'm paid for. So... I'm paid to ramble on. You're not paid to sing. Let's make that very clear. Although I can be. If someone paid me. You would be poor. No, actually, I know. I'm I'm paid to sing on the radio. That's a byproduct of them giving me an open mic. That's their fault, not mine. It is actually one of my favorite things (laughs) you do, because I know how bad it irritates everybody else. Yak, we should do a poll. Should PK sing? <laughs> yes, we should. We've never done that before. The problem is you won't respond. They say 98% says no. There shall be singing. First 10 responses. 
<laughs> We've had fun with that about a thousand times over. Uh, big Pac-12 basketball game last night. The UC Los Angeles Bruins versus the Arizona Wildcats. First place was on the line at Pauley Pavilion. Fans were allowed back in, and the Bruins punked them. Now Tommy Lloyd is a first-year coach, former longtime Gonzaga assistant for Arizona. I believe you know Tommy. Very well. How do you think he'll do? My, my saying is that everybody else is playing checkers, and Tommy Lloyd's playing chess. Really? Yeah, I think he's really good. Um, I'm not surprised at all that they've got, I guess that's their second loss last night, which... They're like 14-2? and two. You know, you, you would hope that UCLA would probably win that game if you're, you know, knowing what they have. But um, Arizona, they've got some really fun young players. Uh, ben Matherin's my favorite player. I think he's going to be. A, I think he's going to be a name we talk about in the big leagues. But um, yeah, Pac-12 basketball hasn't been as uh, as interesting. I guess I don't know. I guess Oregon's kind of coming on now a little bit. Um, yeah, BYU they, they just destroyed sweep. that team. They did. Yeah, I, I think it's been so disjointed with the postponements. It's been hard to follow. To, to where everybody is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and so it's sort of, it's taken out of the natural pattern. But at least we're playing. I mean, they're sticking games in uh, now and on, a, on a Tuesday night and, you know, used to be Thursday, Saturday and maybe some Wednesdays and now they move to Sundays. And then you got used to that. And this year it's all over. They're squeezing them in wherever they can now to try to make up. And I, I think once we get to March, everybody will be fine with that and we'll have the usual passion but right now it's sort of all over the map hit and miss yeah yeah so well the cats you got the cats uh doing well then does tommy stay there or does he take over when few leaves i don't know that's you know he was written in as the guy to take few's spot uh i just don't know how you know how serious mark is about leaving i think he's content and happy um suppose they required him at the mccarthy center to coach with a mask on See what I did there? Yes. There was something else that was in the news. Yeah. John got booted from <laughs> McCarthy Center up there. <laughs> the McCarthy Center, built by the McCarthys, who are from Salt Lake City. <laughs> That's right. Every every time we play, I always talk to those guys. Um, good, good, Really good dudes. Not big BYU guys, but good dudes. <laughs> Tom McCarthy was my boss. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. It's yeah, good. Yeah. 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 They own the Tribune. They were great days then. I loved working for Tom. Tom was there all the time. And when I first got into town in June of 93, I took a shuttle over, and he was the first one to meet me. And then we went to Lambs, which is right down. I don't even know if they have it anymore. Lambs uh, was great. Yeah, it was just 30 yards away from the Tribune when it was on Main Street. And so we went down there, and we had an, he gave me an introduction. He was the one who called me. In fact, he called, and I had moved from California, and he called the number at the Daily Breeze. And I was out golfing because I was working a night shift, and I got home and clicked on the answering machine, and one of the guys says, hey, PK, uh, one of the editors from the uh, Salt Lake Tribune called you. I think you should uh, know this. And uh, so he left the number. I called back. They came me up, brought me up for an interview, and away we went. So, yeah. 
I, I, and he was there most of the time. I used to, when I was in the slot, they called it, which is what the guy was in charge of putting out the section. I would meet with him on a, on a daily basis. And, but they're big Gonzaga guys. And that McCarthy center is named after them. And then they have, uh, they've donated a lot to the U too. Yes. Uh, so they've been great for the state. Oh, no question. They kind of go back and forth. Yep. I think they're big jazz guys too. Yeah. Huge jazz guys. Pillars of the community. I think his brother's name Phil. Phil. Yeah, I didn't know him as much, but I knew uh, I knew Tom. I see him occasionally, talk to him, say hi. If Pretty I'm... amazing what, you know, they've been a part of it up there in Gonzaga. Um, you know, to think that what Gonzaga was when John Stockton was drafted and what it is today. Amazing. It's just, yeah, I mean, they are a blue blood. No, there's no doubt about it, obviously. I mean, when you're getting number one kids in the country to come, Holmgren looks like he's going to be a top pick. And the other kid, Timmy. Timmy plays like he's in the Matrix. Like everything's slow for him. You know what I mean? You can't speed him up, and he's got ultimate control. It's just, it's, it's an amazing thing to watch. He's, his confidence over the last few years is just, you know, but why not? You're, you're beating everybody. Yeah. You've got great players around you. And, I would love to see them win a title. And I think the secret sauce to Mark is he just, you know, he, he certainly gives them uh, ground rules, but he lets them play basketball. And they really play a fun brand together. Uh, and that's what I think Tommy was a huge part of that. And I think Tommy's taken that same philosophy to Arizona. And I think Arizona is going to be the cream of the crop in the Pac-12 as long as Tommy's there. I really do. I, it was funny when, you know, so many people wanted an Arizona guy. And the alumni were not happy at all when Tommy got the job. In fact, they had to hold off the announcement for a week just to try to pacify all the people that thought, you know, they should hire an Arizona person, but who's an Arizona guy? Miles Simon, Walton. You know, I mean, just go down the list. There's there's guys that coach that mm. have a, you know an attachment to Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did the right thing. I mean, they hired the right guy. Um, you can't find a hotter commodity in terms of the team he came from, and I, and I think a lot of that you know has played out. That Arizona's had a great year. I think they're gonna. I think gonna be. They're going to be uh, – they'll play late in the tournament. Let's put it that way. And you think Few's going to be there a while? Now, he turns 60 this year, but not till December. So that's basically When he season. does leave, I think, I think he'll leave with maybe an NBA job in mind and maybe ride off on that – give that one shot. I wouldn't be surprised to see that, knowing Mark the way I do. I thought he likes his setup there. No, he does. He loves it. But I think every single coach has always wondered, you know, if, if the opportunity is there – and they want you, you know, I think that that would be a hard one for him to turn down. Could Majerus have made it in the NBA? No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, he told the story all the time. Um, you know, he, he'd use it with our guys. You know, we shoot free throws religiously during sections of practice, and that's typically when he'd duck out to have a burger. <laughs> but he, I remember one particular time he was talking about a guy who was falling off the line when they shot it. He was trying to work with him on staying balanced and, you know, at the line and staying square and finishing. And, you know, he said, the reason I can't coach in the NBA is because Carl Malone falls away from the line every single time. And I'm sure Jerry's told him that. But if Jerry really wanted to push it and be a jerk, <laughs> Jerry would be gone. Because Carl's a guy who, you know, players run the NBA. And we've seen that through the years. I mean, LeBron's, how many coaches has he sent to the cemetery yeah 
I got you. So I think he understood that part, you know, and I understand he also understood that his style um, was unique. And I don't know that grown men would totally adopt it. Look no further than Urban Meyer. Yeah. Yeah, that's a perfect call. Very, very similar in-your-face challenge, you know, um, and that didn't work at all. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but we all kind of knew it wouldn't work. But, you know, Rick Pitino in the NBA, that was a disaster. But he uttered the infamous, uh, those guys those aren't guys walking through that yeah. door anytime soon. <laughs> and that, and that's, that line has lived on long after his Celtics tenure. Oh, it's an amazing line. <laughs> but, yeah, I think there are certain strengths that coaches have. I think that, uh, you know, I think Tommy, you asked me about Tommy, Tommy Lloyd. I think Tommy's of that new age where, you know, like Quinn, you know, you've got to wear a, a million different hats. You've got to be able to relate. You've got to be able to motivate these guys. What really motivates them? What's their why? And then get into that and, and, and pull it out of them. Um, so I think that's the new age of coach. I mean, I, I heard you talking about Mark Pope on the way up. What an unbelievable job he's done. I mean, fastest to 60 wins. Um, you know, kind of changed the whole uh, type of player that they recruit. Um, brought in, you know, more fifth-year guys. Made that kind of a destination location. And borrowed from some of the Zags philosophy. And he's done a hell of a job. Okay, so how are the BYU people, the old-time BYU people, maybe they're dying off and they don't matter, but the idea of five missionary, five white guy missionaries, that ain't happening anymore. No. Okay, so how are they going to accept that? I think if you win. I mean, that's what I learned with Rick. Nobody ever said boo until he didn't win a whole lot. And then things started to kind of get messy. So as long as you win, we're going to support you. When you start to lose, we're looking for the next guy. Or we're going to look for flaws in what you're doing. You're bringing in too many guys, you know, Yeah, all that. But right now, it's rolling. And he's done a hell of a job. And I think that, um, you know, it's that same thing we talk about. He, he has an understanding of how to push, but also un- understanding how to relate. And I think it's really important. You're a Red Sox guy, big poppy making the Hall of Fame. So happy about that. I, I actually was checking out. I have a ball. I got a ball signed. Uh, by David Ortiz in my in my guitar man cave, and I was looking at that last night. Um, I'm happy for he brought me so much joy going through that Red Sox playoff saga over the years, and then you know the way they did it down 3-0 to the Yankees, the Yankees, yeah, only team ever to come back. And Dave Roberts is steal a base, and then Poppy knocks him in. But that, that's the legacy of Poppy. I think two things: his clutch, he was just unbelievable in the clutch. And then the way that he stood up and kind of owned, like when Boston was attacked. Yeah. And the way he, he, he made himself one of them. And I think that that was, that was awesome. And that's amazing. You spent time in Boston, obviously, and that's a town that has a discriminatory represent, uh, reputation. But you're, here's this foreign dude, second language. He learned the language to his credit. And Wow. He's he's embraced. Yeah, his, he'll never pay for a meal there. He, and, right. and the Red Sox got a storied history, but it seems like he's embraced as much as any Red Sox player in the history of the franchise, which is over 100 years. He was their modern day Babe Ruth. I think they're like uh, the 110 years. I think they were at their well. The Fenway Park was uh, 2012. I think it was 100 years. 
because I had never been there, and we went back that year, saw a game there, and it was just awesome. I want to go back. I've been there a bunch of times, but the team was always out of town, and this time my wife and I set it up, and we went, took the tour of the stadium, uh, went to the ball game that day. Sat, it was a Sunday afternoon, sold out. They ran out of ice. <laughs> so they couldn't give you cold drinks. <laughs> Ran out of ice. I'd never heard ice that. machines broke. <laughs> it was just because it was hot and it was just awesome. And I remember going behind home plate. We had tickets down the right field line. Going behind home plate and the, the workers, come on, you got to go. I said, listen, man, I'm taking some pictures here. I've never been here before. I don't know if I'm getting back. So you just relax because I'm not going anywhere till we take our pictures. And they backed away. <laughs> so, all right, get some feedback. Stay with us. Set you up for Ben and Jake. Coming up next at the top of the hour right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere.